Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzen. Rio Nido, one of the finest jazz groups in the last 40 years to come out of the Twin Cities, is reuniting for a couple of special shows on Friday, December 11th at the Dakota Jazz Club in downtown Minneapolis. The original acoustic trio featuring vocalist Prudence Johnson and guitarist Tim Sparks and Tom Lieberman will perform two shows, one at 7 p.m. and one at 9 p.m. Advanced tickets are highly recommended. The Dakota Jazz Club is located at 1010 Nicollet Avenue in downtown Minneapolis, and the phone number is 612-332-1010. My guest in the studio this evening is guitarist Tim Sparks, one of the prime movers of Rio Nido. He brought his guitar along as well, and we couldn't be happier about that. We're going to talk Tim Sparks, Tom Lieberman, and Rio Nito. But first of all, I'd like to welcome my old friend, Tim Sparks. Tim, good to see you. Good to see you too, Paul. It's a beautiful guitar. Play us just a little bit. As You sounded so good warming up. I just kind of want to get that uh, Hoffman guitar magic going. proud mama tried when did you start working on that tune i've been working on this tune about a year um i started playing a semi-regular gig at the ice house with bass player james buckley and i've been uh working up a new repertoire eventually to, to be a record and i'm kind of into country and, and roots music sounds well you had uh, some of that that type of material on your last record chasing the boogie yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of just following through the with the momentum from that. Yeah, well, that was uh, it's been almost a year, if not a little more, since we had you in the studio. And uh, when you do gigs, you got to hop on a plane or in a uh, in a bus and travel for a while to get there. But you were telling me earlier about your uh, uh, shows in Italy this spring. Tell us about that. I uh, played at the Acoustic Guitar Meeting, which is a really great festival in Sarzana, Italy which is on a little town, Sarzana's right on the uh, coast of Liguria, on the uh, west coast of Italy, kind of on the border of Liguria and Tuscany. And uh, it's a terrific three-day festival that takes place in a, in a castle. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, they give wow. you your, uh, your voucher for your meal, and you go and you have, like, unbelievably good seafood pasta. You I know. bet. The, um, I was there with Alex DeGrassi. We, uh, we, uh, I did a solo set, then I invited Alex up, and we did some duo tunes. It was really fun to uh, play with him. I uh, became familiar with Alex DeGrassi, uh, geez, in the early 80s, when Win the Wyndham Hill record label, that I think was one of the, the main guys, was a pianist, George Winston. But it had Will Ackerman, a guitar player, I think, is a friend of yours, and Alex DeGrassi. Uh, really... Uh, Besides, the, you know, if you looked at the 70s as being John Fahey, Leo Kotke, and Peter Lang, uh, the 80s was really Wyndham Hill had a lot to do to expand uh, the reach of the consciousness of music lovers of the acoustic guitar. It certainly did, and uh, Alex is a really terrific guy, and we had a great time getting together and playing and hanging out and drinking lots of wine, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember... When uh, when I met you know you were one of the first guys I met in 1978 when I moved to Minneapolis and uh, man it was like a kid in a candy store with the guitar players that you could uh, learn from and hang out with you know yourself and Dakota Dave Hall and and Tim Hennessy and the Hauser brothers and I remember meeting a. a Duck Baker threw you when Duck came to town. I took a couple of lessons with him. How's Duck doing now? I'm Duck's living in the UK, uh, outside of London. Uh, currently, I saw on a recent Facebook post, he's in Italy recording a new CD. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, those are great days. Uh, all the music uh, was kind of concentrated in the West Bank. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, you know, you, there was like five or six uh, music venues within like uh, 100 meters of each other. And four bars. Yeah. Stones throw from each other. Well, you know, they used to call the New Riverside Cafe, the biomagnetic center of the universe. And in a way, musically, it was. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, playing at the, at the Riv, and, 
you know, it's a lot to do with uh, Rio Nito's original, you know, Genesis coming out of that scene. Yeah, well, let's talk about Rio Nito, Prudence Johnson, Tim Sparks, and Tom Lieberman. And I remember seeing you guys at the New Riverside. I've been following you guys now for, well, it'll be going on almost 40 years when, when I come down to see you on Friday, December 11th at the Dakota Jazz Club. But tell us, how did... Uh, Rio Nito actually form and start working on that great uh, vocalese material? Well, we were introduced by um, different people. I think uh, there was a guy, Blueberry Bill. Sure. Had a, had a radio show. Uh, Blueberry Bill Hood. That uh, featured all of uh, the me- people from the Minneapolis-St. Paul music scene. On KDWB. Yeah. Southern so Night. He, we'd all, you'd go over to his house and he'd set up a little studio and tape uh, live music and everything, just like we're doing. And, right. Uh, so he introduced me to Tom Lieberman, and I believe it was Willie Murphy that introduced me and Tom to Prudence. Okay. What year was that, Tim? Well, it must have been uh, 77, 76, something like that, because right. I think I, we recorded I Like to Riff in 78. So uh, sometime about around that time, and uh, we uh, started playing we play a lot of benefits on the west bank and played at the riv and so forth well if you played on the west bank you played a lot of benefits we eventually got hooked up with uh, this agent who who booked us into the uh the holiday inn in the old cap towers which is a really cool venue that was at the top of this uh high-rise downtown on nicollet mall and uh the uh it looked like something buckminster fuller yeah. would, have, would have designed the roof was a geodesic dome yeah, and right. there was a fireplace in the middle and very uh, cool and and we played there and that was we had a long long stand there like you know five or six nights a week for right. several months and i remember um all these different bands would that would come and hang out with us that would come through town and they'd sit in and play like tower of power and uh, south side johnny and right Johnny Mathis would come down and listen to us. Oh, cool. He apparently really liked the band. and uh, That was a pretty pretty heady experience. Well, you guys could work kind of both sides of the street because it was, you know, you were, you know, kind of came of age musically with each other on the West Bank. But you were a band that could go out and, and play to suits. You know, you could play a little more, I don't want to say sophisticated rooms. You, you were playing sophisticated music, but you certainly crossed over into uh, an audience that, that had some disposable income and would like to enjoy a night of music, drinks, and... Yeah, and also we, we, we were really into to reviving these these cool old uh, tunes from this repertoire from, the, from early jazz from the 20s, 30s, and 40s, and so... Uh, there's a kind of multi-generational aspect right. to it, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, who came up uh, with the idea of we're going to, uh, you know, perform Cats the Fiddle Tunes or uh, Lambert's Hendrix and Ross uh, type of material? Well, Willie Murphy, uh, he was a mentor to many, many musicians. Mm-hmm. Still is. Yeah. And uh, he... You know, suggested things he thought would be cool for us to do. He actually played bass on our on I Like to Riff on a number of the tracks, upright bass. Um, also, uh, just digging around in record stores. You, you, could, you know, back in the day when you went to a record shop right. and flipped through the, sure. the LPs and the, well, you uh, had the Wax Museum right across from the Riff at the that's time, right. so you didn't have to go far. The uh, that was an era where there was quite a lot of reissues underway. Right. Uh, there was the Stash record label and RCA and Bluebird. There were all these different uh, series that were reissuing compilations of all those 78s. And so it was a pretty good time to have available all that, all that kind of music. Right. Do you remember the first tune you learned in that, that 30s and 40s vocalist style? And you said, man, we're on to something here. Well, uh, discovering the cats and the fiddle was really, uh, really, a, that was kind of really a, the light bulb went on there because right. it was so natural playing with, with acoustic guitars and it, it the the swing was really great. I mean, I had really liked, um, oh God, I can't think of his name now. Tiny Grimes. Well, yeah, I liked him. I was, I was learning to, trying to play Charlie Parker tunes and right. Tiny Grimes did some great early recordings of Tommy Grimes. I, um, I was thinking of Dan Hicks and his hot looks. Oh, yeah, sure. And, um, then I kind how of can, how can I miss you when you won't go away? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the um, just just finding these original kind of uh, 
renditions of uh, these artists was it was like suddenly stumbling across the diamonds or gold in a right, you know right on a desert island or something like wow what is this you know yeah well I remember you know you you were covering a lot of bases back then I'm with uh, Tim Sparks guitarist uh, for Rio Nito Rio Nito is going to be playing on Friday December 11th at the Dakota Jazz Club downtown uh, Sparky's also doing a show with Tom Lieberman with. Uh, Luke, the Uke, uh, the following week at the Bright Lake Bowl that we're going to be uh, talking about as well. Uh, Tim Sparks is one of my favorite uh, guitar guitarists in the world, I, and I and I don't mean to embarrass you here, uh, Tim, but I, I really think you're one of the best fingerstyle steel string guitar players uh, anywhere. And uh, it's really a, a pleasure having you on the Wall and Power Radio Hour. Why don't you uh, play us something fun to take us out uh, to the next set on the Wall and Power Radio Hour? Tim Sparks on guitar. source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com with school back in session, thank goodness I have my Toyota Sienna from Rudy Luther Toyota in Golden Valley. Seriously, I could not manage my schedule without it. Music lessons, sports practices, school activities, the Sienna is perfect for getting the kiddos to class, hauling instruments and school projects around, or when it's my day to be the team carpool. My Toyota is roomy, comfortable, and has all the safety features I demand for my family. See how a Toyota Sienna can help you tackle your back-to-school schedule. Test drive one today at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Find a wide selection of outdoor hearth products at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Whether you prefer wood or gas, Woodland Stoves has the fire to fit your home. Pizza aficionados know nothing matches masonry oven baking for capturing flavor and nutrition. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces can easily install one in your home or business. Enthusiasts use these ovens year-round for bread making, wood roasting, even grilling. The mission and passion of Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces is to make the fire work for you. The way humans relate to fire is primordial. We have used fire to warm our bodies, cook our meals, and kindle our spirits. Our team has the know-how to do this in a clean-burning and environmentally smart way. Visit our store and experience the diversity. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin. See us online at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that fits and works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. I'm Wendy Jones, Executive Director of Minnesota Recovery Connection, inviting everyone to join us for the annual Walk for Recovery on Saturday, September 15th from 9 to 1 at Lake of the Isles in Minneapolis. People can and do recover from substance use disorder. We need you to help us break the stigma of addiction and show the world that recovery works. There will be a DJ, live music, food trucks, a photo booth, and activities for the kids from 9 to 1, and the walk around Lake of the Isles starts at 11. Sign up today. There is no registration fee. Take this opportunity to invest in recovery and donate to the walk. Your financial support helps Minnesota Recovery Connection strengthen the recovery community through peer-to-peer support, public education, and advocacy. Most importantly, though, please join us for the walk and put a face on recovery. Bring your friends and family to Lake of the Isles on Saturday, September 15th to celebrate recovery. To register, visit walk.minnesotarecovery.org. 
Sparks on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. Tim is nice enough to bring his uh, beautiful Hoffman six-string uh, steel-string guitar in to the studio today. He's got a show coming up with Rio Nito on Friday, December 11th at the Dakota, and a show the week after that with Tommy Lieberman and Luke the Uke at the Bright Lake Bowl. We were talking a little bit on the break, Tim, about a friend of both of ours that passed away uh, a couple of months ago named Billy Hallquist, and uh, and how all of us actually kind of did some of our first radio appearances in the Twin Cities on Blueberry, uh, the Blueberry Bell Show on KDWB on Sunday nights. But tell us a little bit about uh, the ensemble you had with Billy Hallquist. I uh, worked with uh, Billy Hallquist and uh, Janet Belke who uh, was a great singer. She had been in the Chad Mitchell Trio. And uh, we played uh, in a lot of venues in this time period, which had been like mid-70s. Uh, there were lots of uh, folk acoustic venues and uh, country rock, acoustic right. country rock venues, um, like Williams Pub and uh, Tim Penny, too. So anyway, uh, uh, we had a pretty interesting group, uh, I, I remember Billy, he liked to do it. We did a lot of Eagles tunes. And, sure. Uh, J.D. Souther tunes. Yeah. And, and Billy wrote really great tunes also. Mm -hmm. so he had a lot of originals, and he put out his own album at that time. And that went on for a, f a few years. And uh, it was kind of a prototype for the Rio Nito formula, because it's a very similar formula to, to acoustic guitars singing and then one, one vocalist. And right. So that's kind of maybe set a pattern that I found in Tom and Prudence, um, you know, a different kind of mindset that was a little more adventurous in playing this right. this uh, retro jazz music I was so enamored of. You know, back then there was this great band, uh, the Wolverines Classic sure. Jazz Orchestra with Ted Unseth. That's right. And they had a, they had a wonderful gig at the uh, what was the place in the St. Paul the hotel the Commodore that just reopened. Yeah, that that was the hotel where uh, where Scott Fitzgerald and his wife Zelda used to hang out and go crazy and I suppose and so. Um, they were doing a really great retro kind of thing. I don't know if anybody else in the United States was doing what they were doing mm -hmm. at that particular point. And um, I remember going down uh, downtown Minneapolis on uh, First Avenue in the warehouse district, maybe a block away from where the Target Center is now. There used to be in that warehouse, there was a bunch of old stores and stuff, but you'd go up there and uh, there was a guy who had a place called Pyramid Records. I remember that. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he had really specialized in very right. obscure LPs, you know. He was on First Avenue, kind of right around that Butler Square area. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Heinies. Did that turn into Heinies eventually? Maybe, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think so. So, um, so I, I'd go up there and, and look for for. This kind of music, I was I was seeing these old films, you know, all these Busby Berkeley movies and things. And right. It was all kind of a process of discovery. Yeah. Well, that in uh, two, uh, apart from all the clubs that the local musicians were playing, you had, you know, Williams Pub and the AQ that had, you know, the great nationally and internationally recognized jazz musicians coming through. I remember... Uh, going to see just at the artist court of 26th and Nicola, Joe Pass, Charlie Bird, Tal Farlow. Mm -hmm. uh, incredible. You must have seen some great shows back in the day as well. Do you remember any? Oh, man. I remember one show in particular. I don't know why they did it, but they, they brought in Charles Mingus uh, and uh, his band. It was someplace out in uh out in the or yeah. something, wasn't it? Doc like Doc Holidays. Yeah. It was like a it was like a, a country rock bar. Right. And then some agency or somebody brought him in and it was his birthday. They actually made him a birthday cake. Wow. And uh well it was a fantastic band. I mean Danny Richmond, the drummer and uh um How surreal though at that place. Yeah. And the uh and the, he also played some soul piano stuff, you know. It was that was an incredible show. Hmm. 
I remember seeing Earl Hines at, at the Longhorn. Longhorn was a terrific, terrific oh, venue. Yeah. Not just for it, it became known as a progressive rock place, but uh, it it got started doing jazz. I remember seeing Dexter Gordon there mm-hmm. at the Longhorn and Pat Metheny in like 1978 or 79 when he had this that great quartet that he really broke out with. Yeah. Now you were came up here from Carolina. From North Carolina, yeah. yeah and uh, but but you started playing like a lot of us as a kid. Yes. And then you, but you took it very seriously. And tell us about your your early uh, guitar awakenings. As well, we I was self taught playing blues and country music and gospel and bluegrass. And then I got a scholarship through the help of an uncle to study classical guitar while in high school at the North Carolina School of the Arts. So that like pushed me in a whole different understanding of guitar music and music in general and while there um i uh i kind of discovered the music of fats waller in particular and i saw in jazz this kind of meeting place of the of the roots and blues feeling with the language of classical music mm-hmm. and jazz was like the perfect the perfect kind bridge. of bridge of those two things and right away that started to really attract me and it wasn't long after that i met duck baker who was living in Winston-Salem for a while, and he was playing everything, space jazz and Zappa and right. Sun Robert, also Scottish fiddle tunes and, and Jelly Roll Morton and Ragtime. So. And pri- primarily Duck played in a, a nylon string guitar, yeah. right? So he gave me a kind of a... I could see he had this horizon. I, but you got to understand, in guitar music back then, we live in a very eclectic era now, but back then you had, you know, guitarists of different genres kind of didn't pay attention to each other. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he was one of the early guitarists, Duck, and I think of also Lenny Bro, you know, who yeah. who really uh, were postmodern, who, was, who kind of freely played everything and, and built a vocabulary out of that. Right. Well, Lenny Burrell, also one of my, my favorite guitar players, really kind of brought into the national consciousness via Chet Atkins, who was a big fan of Lenny's. Yeah. Also, also in the Twin Cities at that time, I got to say, was Mike Elliott. Right. Who, right. Let's uh, not forget Mike. You know, he was a, an amazing guitar player that uh, that uh, everybody you know, at my age, you know, would go and see and be completely. With Natural Life at the upstairs at the Longhorn. Yeah. Tim, we've got about another minute here. Take us out with uh, just whatever you want to play, man. Whatever you want to play, I'm here to listen. Tim Sparks on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. on the Wall of Power Radio Hour after these messages. Stages Theatre Company is turning 35 years young and we invite you to join the celebration. Stages is one of the largest and most respected professional theaters for young audiences in the country, serving over 150,000 individuals annually through opportunities on stage, education classes, workshops, and in-school programs. Our most magnificent season is truly that. Built with young people, families, and classrooms in mind, and based on beautiful, imaginative, and inspiring books and stories, encouraging young people to dream big, invent big, and invest in curiosity. Charlotte's Web, Mary Poppins Jr., Hidden Heroes, and Willy Wonka are just a few of the exciting productions we're proud to present in the coming season. Come celebrate the magnificence with us all season long. Visit us at stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. 
matter what your taste, you'll find the music you're looking for at the Electric Fetus. Pick from rock, pop, international, roots music, and so much more on CD and vinyl. Or create your own compilation of favorites with the exclusive Mix and Burn CD station. Only available at the Electric Fetus. Dust off your vinyl or just make some space by turning your unwanted music into cash. The used selection changes daily, so check out the new arrivals often. 2000 4th Avenue South in Minneapolis and online at efetus.com. The fine folks at Common Good Books will help you find the perfect book for you or the book lover in your life. Find a huge selection from a locally owned and independent bookseller in the Twin Cities. They are always bringing in top authors from around the globe for special in-store events. Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Find Common Good Books at 38 South Snelling Avenue in St. Paul or shop online at commongoodbooks.com. What kind of a jackass would let an animal pick their insurance? Did you really think a lizard could save you money on car insurance? Would you let a duck pick your health policy? Insurance can be a zoo, but this is ridiculous. What you really need is an insurance agent that isn't looking out for the insurance companies. You need Cheryl at Array, an independent agent with 30 years experience looking for the best rate possible. Quit monkeying around and call 763-504-3067. That's 763-504-3067 for Cheryl at Array, representing you, not the insurance companies. Are you thinking of selling your house or downsizing to main level living for an easier lifestyle? I'm Janelle Holty with Sellers Edge Home Team and Coldwell Banker Burnett, your agent with heart. My team specializes in selling homes and helping you find the next property for all life stages. Call me today for your free equity assessment. I'll get you moving. That's Janelle Holty at 612-203-9661. Or find us online at SellersEdgeHomeTeam.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight will be mostly clear with a low around 51. Tomorrow is sunny with a high near 72. Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 76. Tuesday, sunny with a high near 80. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 80. Break away from the ordinary and find a list of -of one-of-a-kind local restaurants at EatLocalMinnesota.com. Great spots for date nights, evenings with friends, or business occasions. Support your local restaurants at EatLocalMinnesota.com. I like to rinse, 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 Hi, you're back with the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. My guest in studio for the whole show tonight is Mr. Tim Sparks, guitarist extraordinaire. We just listened to a cut called I Like to Riff from the record I Like to Riff by Tim's band, Rio Nito, who will be doing a reunion gig on Friday, December 11th, in just uh, just a little bit here at the Dakota Jazz Club. Tim, tell us a little bit about how the record I Like to Riff came about. Um, well, we, uh, there was a guy named Dougie Ackerman. Sure, I remember Doug. And he was, uh, one of the, one of the, be- one of the nicest guys in the music biz. Absolutely. And, uh, he, uh, got interested in it and Dougie and, uh, Charlie Campbell, who managed Lamont Cranston and had, had started Shadow Records. And Charlie used to book the Caboose for a long time as well. Oh, yeah. And, um, so, uh. We figured out that we could do it as a shadow project, and uh, Tom Lieberman's dad, Steve, put up the cash. Oh, nice! And uh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> I think it was about six thousand bucks, you yeah. know. And Not a lot uh, of money back in seventy. Oh yeah. And we went up uh, and did a Dave Ray's uh, Sweet Jane Studios in Cushing, which is way back in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I'd gone up there and done some other projects with Willie Murphy, and it was a really cool studio. Right. Uh, we got up there and got half the record done in like a weekend. And uh, then it wasn't quite finished. So to finish the record, we took it to um, a studio in, in St. Paul in Lower Town. And now my mind's failing right. me. You'll have to you'll have to Google that. Okay. Um, 
it's Mike McKern and uh, I can't think of the other uh, uh, engineer, but they did a lot of like what you would call now heavy metal. Or well, Mike McKern ended up with Blackberry Wing, I believe. Was yeah. that was that one of the might have been a forerunner of that studio? Yeah, because he did a lot of the uh, then the punk uh, rock and roll stuff right. in the late '70s, early '80s here. In so town. so we finished it down there and. Uh, I don't know how it really all came together, but uh, and a lot of this I didn't have to do with, but talking about the CD, which we are re-releasing and will be out uh, on December 4th. So it's quite, you, people will be able to get yeah. a copy yeah. and a compact disc of the record at the show at the Dakota. Cool. In addition to the uh, the vocals and, and the arrangements of the song, uh, we featured, I think, most of, of some of the preeminent, jazz players of the day in the Twin Cities who yeah. all went on to have pretty big careers. Butch Thompson, uh, Peter Ostruska, wow. Jim Price. The, so, who's, Was was Maslow playing bass then, Dave Maslow? No, uh, Gary Rayner played bass. Oh, Gary, went on to work with Garrison Keithley for years. And band. before that, he, he, he toured with Sammy Davis Jr. Wow. All over the world. Um, so... Um, so I mean, if you listen to the record, the, the the instrumentation, this kind of always on the periphery is is just really beautiful, right. and I think maybe Tom Lieberman had a lot to do with kind of corralling those different people and and getting them to contribute. And Eddie Berger, sure, Eddie Berger on clarinet and alto saxophone, the best. Hern Gabways playing percussion. I mean, yeah. that was a. It was a unique kind of snapshot of of the scene and the time. And that yeah, exactly. Now, did you when you were you know back then? People don't believe it now, man. You you run into a kid here at uh, the Minneapolis Media Institute or McDonnelly Smith or at IPR, and you go, you know, back then we would take the LP to figure out the parts and then do the charts, right? So. That didn't take a small amount of time. Tell us about learning those parts and how you actually uh, uh, put that down so your your bandmates can uh, learn and sing it with you. Well, uh, yes, yeah, so you, you know the story. Of the drill is like picking up that that tone arm from the, your LP multiple times, or or turning it down to, to seventy to forty five speed, or right. slowing it down. To, you could turn it down to sixteen, right? And then it'd be in slow motion and. There are all these different uh, stratagems. This is uh, even before people like uh, Jamie Ebersold were, were transcribing solos. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, had their music books, yeah. I mean, we live in a totally different world where so much information is, is available. Well, I and, and I think about Ted Unseth, who, and Joe Dimko did a lot of the, the transcribing. Yeah, the Fletcher Henderson big band stuff. Like yeah. That. These are things for which no charts existed and they and they, they completely painstakingly like medieval scribes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> resurrected all right, this stuff. Right, exactly. Medieval scribes, great way of putting it. And well, uh, I remember, Tim, when I was uh, started to take lessons uh, from you in the late uh, 70s and early 80s, you know, you would uh, do these uh, piano rags by, you know, guys like Fats Waller and the like, Willie the Lion Smith, and, and you would go through, now not only transcribing the notes on the piano, but then you rearrange them for the guitar. That takes a certain amount of genius. Well, it's a it's a painstaking staking process. Often you you figure out the song first, and then you once you have it figured out, you realize well it would really sound better in another key. Right. So then you have to transpose it all. Can, could you could you play an example of of something like that where you started in this key and then go oh man this just ain't working. Well, I'll play this is a I'll play this piece from the Nutcracker suite, yeah. which. Uh, this is kind of taking a piano. I, I worked with a, a piano score that would typically, you, a piano would play the pieces so the ballet could be rehearsed. Right. So uh, and then I listened to the orchestral score, and between those two things, kind of tried to boil it down. You, you try to find the real bones of the piece. Right.
I tell people, because, uh, you know, I'll have to admit, Sparky, I've been bragging about you for years, that you're my friend and that uh, uh, that I studied with you. In fact, a lot of those, God, I bet I, I learned 10 or 15 arrangements from you that I still play. And um, I don't know if my playing's got any better in three or five years, but, but I got those down uh, at your knee. But I also tell people, I said, the thing about Sparks is really interesting, is you're the only human being I know that read Finnegan's Way. <laughs> <laughs> tell us a little bit about, for those people that have read it or tried to read it, what's the key to that book? Well, a friend of mine uh, from years ago, Jim Kerr, uh, gave me a clue. He said he was really, uh, really drunk one night drinking scotch and Jim Kerr is Irish and uh, he said he realized you know it's all written in slang it's all it's all no it's all written phonetically it's Irish patois phonetically sure. written with, but using other words so you have like an overlay of meaning like an Egyptian hieroglyph hmm. and uh, I also uh, got this book by Joseph Campbell called A Skeleton Key to Finnegan's Wake that kind of gives you an outline of it you know i mean joyce is uh joyce is yeah deep i've been reading uh, ulysses for about uh eight months and ulysses too is just incredibly cool book where uh each each chapter is a different hour in one day uh, of this group of people and he it's you know I think Joyce is very close to being what a psychedelic experience is hmm. of multiple levels of experience simultaneously being understood and appreciated. You know, one of the reasons why I've always enjoyed hanging out with you and, and Lieberman and Prudence Johnson is is besides the great music, there's a real you know sense of humor, but a real uh, deep intellect as well. Do you ever uh, regret not? not having more time to go to college and study because i mean i tell people i said it takes a lot of energy and time and work just to be moderately successful in the music business not even to climb the top just to hang in there but do you ever wish you had more time to do some of those intellectual pursuits or do you have time to do it i i th sure i mean who doesn't wish they'd done stuff differently <laughs> once they get to a certain age in life and look back but right you did what you did, and you did the best you could, you know? Right. And um, I guess what I've learned, I've learned it authentically. Right. Well, and you just uh, recently turned 61, fellow Scorpio. Uh, you were born on Halloween, which for those of you that have ever met Sparks know that it's completely perfect. <laughs> uh, your stars were aligned. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Tom Lieberman, because you two... Uh, you know, you you played with Billy Hallquist, two guitarists and a singer in that uh, trio you were talking about. But you and Lieberman are two of the best acoustic guitar players in town, and, and you just you're playing together. You've taken it to a, a new level. Always have. Yeah, I I, uh, I really admire Tom's playing, and I think in many ways he's a better guitar player than I am uh, as an all around player. And uh, in revisiting this material to to like relearn it. You know, and, and listening to these tracks for the first time in, in decades, uh, I have a whole different appreciation of what a, what a musical uh, player he is. Well, and when I met Tom, uh, when I moved to town, I did, the reason I moved to Ridgewood Avenue is because the only guy I knew was Tom Lieberman, and he lived up the street. But he was getting into all that 30s and 40s music back then. So by the time you guys hooked up and laid the groundwork for the 30s and 40s vocalist jazz that Rio Nito became well-known for and still are, uh, he had already had a background in that sort of music, as did you. So it must have been, you guys were kind of way ahead of it to start with. Yeah, well, Tom not only was playing into playing blues, uh, he was also, from his family, uh, which were Jewish immigrants, you know, he had this whole understanding of vaudeville. Right. And uh, two of the best tracks on the I Like to Riff record are, are things that they're, they're old. Who's the guy? Al Jolson. Right. Tunes. Hannah and Savannah and Shanghai Low. Well, and I well, think uh, I think Lebo's uh, grandmother used to sing with the Ted Weems Orchestra. That's right. So he had this very definite connection to that music. Right. Well, t tell us a little bit about, we've got about a minute left here, about Prudence Johnson and uh, 
what you learned working with Brutus and how she really was the shining light of the band in a way. Well, she was, and and I mean her her ability, her vocal ability is is really obvious and and well known. Right. Um, Brutus is also a very righteous person, and she always had a strong sense of of the ethical uh, direction that any situation should take. Right. And uh, I always appreciated that. And, um, you know, what can you say about her? She's just like a force of nature. She's a force of nature. And one of, she has one of the greatest uh, jazz voices, I think, in America. We're going to listen to her and Rio Nito with uh, Timmy Sparks and Tommy Lieberman do a song uh, off I Like to Riff called Crazy People. And we'll have Sparky back in the last set of the Wall Power Radio Hour. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists. Warner Stellion. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. The number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Saturdays at 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function. From weddings, retirement parties, business dinners, or any special occasion, Crooner's combines a dedicated, full-service special events team, an award-winning chef, and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success. Visit croonersloungemn.com to learn more about their private dining options, or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today. This is Dan Brooks, Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor with RBC Wealth Management. For the past 19 years, I've been managing wealth for individuals, institutions, and corporate retirement plan sponsors. Throughout my career, I've seen common traits in successful investors. They include the courage to be diversified, the willingness to work with a professional, the discipline to follow a plan, and patience. I welcome the opportunity to help contribute to your financial success. Call me at 612-371-2396. You're back with the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. My in-studio guest for the entire show is my old friend and one of the greatest guitar players in the world, Tim Sparks. Tim has a reunion of his band with Tom Lieberman and Prudence Johnson of the great group from the mid to late 70s, Rio Nido, that will be on Friday, December 11th at the Dakota Jazz Club downtown. And they're also re-releasing for the first time on Compact Disc, their first record, I Like to Riff. Tell us a little bit about everybody that worked on that record, because I, I remember it was a gorgeous, visually it was a gorgeous thing. The picture of you two, or you three in the back of the car was great. Uh, the musicians were great, but it was really a, a homegrown tour de force project. 
Yeah, the uh, the design was done by John Hansen, who was famous for doing the record covers for Shadow, but also, if you anybody remembers those wonderful uh, calendars and posters for the Caboose. He did the Caboose calendars for years. For years. and uh, Lots of stuff for Cats and the Stars. He uh, uh, actually designed several projects for me and uh but you had tell us to everybody else on that because well um uh, yeah, uh david stencil did some of the artwork really yeah the fiddle player yeah wow and uh and i see him down at the public library every now and then i love that guy uh des Whitstrand and matt specter who was uh, a, a riverside cafe cooperative member uh, right. they did the photography and we met one afternoon uh down to the 400 bar and uh, kind of laid all the elements out on the pool table and kind of agreed on a basic concept. And then uh, John Hansen put it together. Boy, that's total, that, that is total West Bank. I love it. And and you, back then, too, besides um, uh, the great music you guys were singing and, the, and the, bringing those songs back to life, but you had a great kind of visual flair and angle as well. Yeah, we, we were kind of into the, ret- the retro Closed look, right? To go with the kind of music, and uh, are you and Lebo going to be able to fit into any of those old suits? (laughs) I'm working on that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm on a crash diet. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't either from back then. (laughs) So we've got two shows at the Dakota: one at seven, uh, one at nine p.m. I highly recommend. Uh, the folks listening to get advanced tickets at the Dakota, the number to call is 612-332-1010. And of course, the Dakota Jazz Club is at 1010 Nicollet Avenue South. Uh, so you're going to play most of the record, I imagine, and, and uh, what other stuff? Well, we'll do a few things that represent things that we as individuals have been pursuing in this, our trajectory uh, in the inter- intervening 30 years. Right. And uh, Tommy will do some of his original music, and I'm going to do a couple instrumentals, and one of them, Tom, will accompany me, and then Prudence will also do some some of her new repertoire. Cool. And uh, she had, she did a record uh, called uh, A Girl Named Vincent, uh, which is uh, taking the poetry of, of Edna St. Vincent Millay, I think. Really? And then having different Twin Cities uh, composers set, set it to music. It's wow. a really beautiful record. Prudence's record, uh, where she does the all the Hoagie Carmichael tunes, is one of my favorite records of the last 15 yeah. years. She's just amazing. Now, so then, but a week after that, did you see December 18th? You're at the Bright Link Bowl with the Lieberman and... I think it's Luke? December 19th. It's okay. a Saturday at noon, and uh, we're going to do a, a... We're going to do the... Once again, a show I did last December, and I'm going to play uh, the selections from the Nutcracker Suite, but they're adapted to this uh, 12-minute uh, Soviet-era cartoon from about 1947 wow. about Christmas. Hmm. And uh, it's, a, they, they, it's a beautiful fit, the two different elements together. And so I kind of uh, took the Nutcracker and crafted it into a kind of a soundtrack for the cartoon. Well, tell us a little bit about Luke the Uke. I've been hearing about it for years, but I haven't seen Lieberman put on this show. So give us, the folks, a little background. What's actually happening with this crazy puppet? Well, Luke the Uke is a, a, an aged mahogany ukulele, and he um, he has different guests every for every show and interviews them and is also the impresario of the uh, event, which includes uh, music performances, puppetry, and also beautiful film montages that are put together by Mr. Gosh and his assistant. Uh, they, uh, they are, that's one of the best parts of the show, the, hmm. the archives of stuff they dig up uh, f- from uh, also mostly historical retro elements of film from the turn of the century, from the beginning of the 20th century through through to the 60s, mostly. Well, I've, you know, I've had the pleasure of knowing Tom Lieberman since, you know, 1976. Spent a lot of time with him on Ridgewood Avenue uh, over the years and other places. But I've always said, you know, the guy is so amazingly talented on, and, and so many... Um, levels of artistry. I, I always thought he is going to be the Walt Disney in Minneapolis, and he's turning into it. 
Well, yeah, he's done a lot of interesting projects. I mean, producing the Sweet Lamb movie yeah. and working all these years with the different uh, uh, children's puppet projects like the Muppets. And, uh, and he worked with Garrison Keillor on his show for 10 years. That's right. So uh, he's a really uh, extraordinary in all the different ways in which he has expressed himself creatively. Yeah, and, uh, and, and an amazing guitarist. And we had him on last year when his record came out, Common Denominator. Tim, this has really been a wonderful uh, look back at kind of our times together, the times we spent on the West Bank, and uh, my time watching not only Rio Nito, but you as individuals progress artistically over the years and in terms of... Hey, we forgot we forgot about Mama D's. Was that the name of it? Which one? Over over in Dinky Town. You guys used to play there too. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. 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 Them. Um, Bootlegger Sam's. Bootlegger Sam's. Yeah. yeah. Doug Maynard used to play there. Yeah. Rio used to play there. Oh yeah. Cassidy I used to be so there. afraid to go get our check at the end of the night, and then the guy would always say, "Yeah, well, you want to you want to wait next month." You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's still like that, unfortunately. <laughs> hey Tim, tell us about where uh, people can track down Tim Sparks' music. Well. Uh, it's a lot of it's available from a from a from a guy in Czechoslovakia who uh, puts it all up for free. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, you can get it from uh, iTunes. Uh, buy it, please, folks. Please buy it. Yeah, you can uh, records are electric fetus locally or uh, the um, and you have links at Tim Sparks Tap. Yes. So uh, whatever your favorite music venue for purchasing music, you'll be able to find my. My, also, my records on Zodic and acoustic music records and so We'll forth. check it out. Tim, why don't you play us out here? Thanks for being a guest on the Wall of Power Radio. Tim Sparks, ladies and gentlemen. to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. Our guest in studio all day, we'd like to thank. He's playing right now the great acoustic guitarist, Tim Sparks. The show was produced by myself, engineered by Brad Canaber, and recorded at the Minneapolis Media Institute. Follow us online at wallofpowerradio.com. Our webmaster is Brent Sari from Range Computing in Virginia, Minnesota. Like us on Facebook at Wall of Power Radio Hour. We hope you are enjoying the Thanksgiving weekend. And like my daddy used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.